Well, Tom, kind of a, a honey connoisseur, but coming out from North Queensland, we have so many varieties up there. We have a various subspecies of a eucalyptus, and they all produce their very distinctive flavours. And uh, let's just, before we get to any sampling, let's quickly just find out about what actually beekeeping is like. But uh, Mike's here with me at the moment. So Mike, can you please, first of all, how did you get into beekeeping? Well, we've, we've been uh, keeping bees for about 10 years now, and I think I originally got interested in it because of my son, uh, James, who was a, at that time he was about five years old, and he had an interest in bees like a lot of boys his age do. And uh, we got our first hive back then, and it slowly developed from there. Well, it looks like that beekeeping is fairly intensive. It's, I mean, it doesn't look like uh, something that you can kind of have a real hands-off approach. I mean, uh, how much effort do you put into beekeeping? Well, you can put in as much or as little effort as you want to. Um, I think you, you should at least harvest them once a year. A lot of beekeepers in Canberra who have them in their backyards, I should mention. And it's something you can do on a small scale. And you can... You should harvest them at least once a year, probably. And but um, other than that, you can they leave them to themselves. Right. Well, certainly over in the past few years, um, with uh, the drought being, being pretty pronounced here in the ACT, I mean, has that affected uh, the bees' capability to produce honey? Yeah, it does. You like not last year, but the year before, we had quite a few uh, casualties uh, with the bees and I think we must have lost a lot of the wild bees in particular and even even people that were uh, keeping them in their gardens they found that they had to feed them uh, to keep them alive to keep them going uh, but I think this year it should be quite a good year because of all the rain that we've had. So Mike uh, let's go to the actual bees themselves uh, to actually produce the honey. Uh, what variety of bees do you keep? I mean, is there, are there only certain varieties or they're uh, introduced um, to Australia? Yeah, the honeybees were introduced to Australia. The, I'd say about 90% of the bees that, that are used for honey production are the, the Italians, they're so-called blonde Italians. Um, and there's, there's several other strains of honeybees as well that they use in various parts of the world. Now, when you have a, a look at uh, the surprising variety of applications you can, you can have for honey, I mean, um, there's an accident called uh, Penosemrin, uh, which is only found in honey, I mean, and uh, even this is interesting, well, as recently as the First World War, honey was being mixed with cod liver oil to dress wounds on the battlefield, and uh, one science said, gosh, honey is an antimicrobial agent, because uh, it deters growth of certain types of bacteria, yeast and mold, it's, it's a really a, uh, a remarkable food in that sense. Yeah, well, everyone's probably heard about manuka honey, and that's actually tested for antibiotic properties. But, in fact, all honey has antibiotic properties, some more than others. And it seems that the, the dark honeys have, in general, higher antibiotic properties than the lighter-colored honeys. So, Mike, just about the uh, various variety of, of honeys, I noticed today you've got something that's uh, a light-coloured honey and also a dark-coloured honey. Can you tell us about these varieties you've brought in today? Well, we, we brought two types of honey here just, just because they're easy to sort. They're quite different in colour. The lighter-coloured one's um, Coastal Grey Box. That's from uh, the Can River in Victoria. 
and the, the darker one's red stringy bark, which is from around Gundaroo and Murrumbateman. So it sounds like you've uh, got a fairly sizable collection on that. How easy is it uh, to go and acquire all these uh, varieties? Uh, do you have uh, others helping you out, or is it um, just yourself? It's, it's just me, and, and if, if I pay my son, he'll come and help me. But uh, he doesn't like to harvest anymore because he, he got stung a few too many times. Well, that's the thing. Uh, when I look at beekeepers, obviously they have quite a lot of paraphernalia. I mean, they always have like a, a full anti-sting suit. And also the, the ever-present smoker. Can you tell us about what a smoker actually does? Well, the smoke quiets the bees down. They reckon it, um, it inhibits their pheromones, and bees communicate with each other by these chemicals. So when they get alarmed, they release this pheromone that causes the other bees to, to come out. But the smoke blocks the pheromones, so they're, they're generally quieter. Obviously, uh, today, you have those couple of variety. I mean, other than having what you have here, how else uh, can uh, people get, get in touch with you and get some honey from you? Well, we have a website. It's, um, and I should mention, if people are interested in, in keeping bees themselves, we sell beekeeping equipment. Bindery Bee Supplies is our um, beekeeping equipment, and their, their website is bindery.com.au. And it's really nice that nearly anybody can keep bees. I mean, here we are at the Shine Dome over at the Australian Academy of Science, and not too far away is the Australian National University Residential Halls, and they've even got, uh, well, a line of hives over there, so... Anybody can grow them. Yeah, they do. They're doing research at the ANU and also at CSRO. Certainly keep your sussing, pardon the pun. Uh, but Mike Debbie uh, from Winds uh, Creek Honey, thank you very much uh, for coming on to Fuzzle with us. Thanks very much.